Welcome to the 2B1 Life Epic Journey Podcast. I'm Sonny Zentmeyer and along with my amazing bride, Cindy, we believe that God has created marriage for an epic and heroic journey. Every great adventure and expedition has a desire for victory, a strategic plan, and guides along the way. Everyone wants a marriage that wins. And we want to encourage you to live different, to love different, and to finish strong as we follow God's plan for oneness through the wilderness here on earth. We're so grateful you're here, and we believe that God will prompt you to discover His plan for your marriage as you live out your adventures together. Hello, and welcome to the Epic Journey Podcast. This is number 13, and this is Sonny and Cindy, and we're excited that you've decided to join us today. Hey, Cindy, this is going to be really a good episode because our topic today is Love different. Yeah, this is going to be really good. And it's going to bring up some things that we can, that can be a huge key to your success in marriage and life when you begin to understand more of what God says and has to say about love and how he expects you to love each other. Yeah, I think also you don't realize it, but you learn how to love from your own experiences, the way your family did or didn't show love. And so you can have all these different perceptions of love and not really understand what what God says about love, right? Exactly. So this is a huge topic and we're just going to scratch the surface today. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. But it's a great one to spend time learning about and applying to your marriage as well as to other relationships. You know, you were telling me earlier, love appears 684 times in the ESV translation of the Bible. And it's a, you think God wants us to understand it? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. So to say we're scratching the surface is exactly right. So I would say one of the things that we've seen over the years is how misunderstood God's love can be, but also how differently each person can perceive being loved as well as how differently they might show their love to each other based on whatever ways they feel loved. You know, we we think we're giving our spouse what they need based on what we feel we need. That's right. So before we get too much into this podcast, let's invite the Holy Spirit to guide us as he is our counselor for love here Mm -hmm. on this earth. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to, one, to spend time in your word, but also to encourage others. And Lord, we just lift up those couples that might be listening today and in the days to come, Lord, that they would be encouraged, that they would know your love, and that they would be able to apply it into their lives and into their marriage, Lord. We thank you for that. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so this is Love Week. <laughs> and yeah, I, we, we just passed Valentine's that's Day. That's right. I hope everyone <clears throat> has had the opportunity to show your special one some love this week. Yeah, and, and don't wait till next year either, right? That's I mean, right. that's the whole thing about Valentine's Day is we Let's, let's extend this on a little bit. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, so we can say, you know, hey, I love this type of food, and I love, you love, you know, your friends or your family, and you can say you have love for your spouse, but because the relationship change changes, the type of love changes, or at least I hope it yeah, does, Yeah, you hope right? so. You hope that I don't love avocado toast as much as I love you. I right? do love avocado <laughs> toast. <laughs> so in the Greek, they have different words that represent the different types of love. But in the English language, it's one word that, that no matter what we are trying to express. So it's really important for you to realize that there are different loves, and especially that God wants you to love different with the highest form of love, 
his agape love. Mm. In Greek, eros is romantic love. And that we certainly know that that's played a role in some of the problems of the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. You know, and philos love is a friendship love. And in the Bible, it was expressed as a devotion to one another or brotherly love. In eros, lovers are preoccupied with each other. But friends are preoccupied with the same common interests. So oh, that's, you, that's interesting. That's cool. The, right? the distinction between those two. Yeah. yeah. So you can come into marriage with this Eros love being predominant, and you can have this expectation that it is your understanding of love that is supposed to be a lasting and enduring, and you're supposed to remain high on this romantic love forever and, and yeah. love that love. Love each other that way. Yeah, if you really love each other, this love is going to be expressed at this level throughout our marriage, right? Right. Yeah, but that's not characteristic of that type of love, is it? No, no. And yeah, if that's your only expectation or measure of what love should look like, then you can miss out on some of the most meaningful and caring expressions of Mm. love for each other and not even acknowledge them. And, and not appreciate yeah, them. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so all of these loves fit well into marriage. Romantic love, devotional love, sharing love of similar things. But unconditional love becomes accessible because of your relationship with Christ, not because of your attraction to your mate or because of your similar Ooh, similar interests. That is a huge statement Isn't right it, there. though? Yeah. yeah, so Christianity.com states this about agape love. Agape love is unconcerned with the self and concerned with the greatest good of another. Agape isn't born out of emotions, feelings, familiarity, or attraction, but from the will as we as it is a choice. We have the free will to choose a relationship with God, which, uh, which makes a God's agape love available to work through us. Agape requires faithfulness, commitment, and sacrifice without expecting anything in return. Wow, there is so much to learn and uncover about God's love. You personally, yeah, I think that learning more and more about how to love God, love myself, and love you better have been really some of the most exciting, most rewarding, but also some of the most difficult challenges well i can be difficult well i'm not saying that you're difficult (laughs) to love at all but but learning to love different which is an ongoing but very valuable process has really caused me i think to to look at my own heart right the condition of my heart my pride my selfishness and sometimes i see things that that i don't really like but i really want to improve right? right so ultimately it leads me to make different choices to love different and and really learn how to love God's way. I know that there's a lot of benefit in it and I want yeah. that, right? So today we're going to begin discussion about love, but Cindy, let me ask you a question. Okay. How do you feel like you learned how to love when you were growing up or what sort of things made you feel loved? Mm. Oh, okay. That's a good question. Um well, fortunately, I came from a very loving family, but I would say as far as from a point of view of feeling loved would be like maybe when I got approval from others, like maybe I was complimented for something or I did something did something really well. And, and I think I also felt love when maybe someone did something nice for me, especially if it was unexpected, not in return for something I did, but right. it just 
it was a random act of kindness. But I think probably also hugs, physical touch, they were important as well. And I think I learned that that loving others was being kind and considerate of them. Right. I think that was taught in our family. Right? Yeah. So, well, how about you? <laughs> yeah, so one of the things that comes to mind is was I can remember an incident that left me feeling unloved. Hmm. I was probably, I don't know, six or seven, and I was in Sunday school, and we were singing a song, and this kid told me that, man, you really stink. You need to not sing so loud, you know? <laughs> and so I kind of just quit singing. I remember the feeling of disapproval, and it was a negative for me, mm. and I remember that in that moment, I didn't... I didn't feel uh, I was good enough, and I think I possibly made some agreements, some kind of negative way that kind of stuck with me. I believed him and then acted accordingly. Mm, I didn't yeah. sing much anymore, at least not very loud where others could <laughs> hear me. But as far as feeling love, I can also remember instances when I was a kid, and another kid was, uh, one of these kids was bullying me, and he had a big bear hug on me, and my little brother came up behind him and gave him a swift kick in the groin. <laughs> I can say I felt pretty good about that. I felt pretty loved and avenged. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, you know, I have a memory like that, too. Not exactly the same, but I had three older brothers, a younger sister. But I remember one time one of my brothers was really bugging me. And the older brother stood up for me and told him to just cut it out. And that was a huge moment for me. I mean, I remember feeling really good about the fact that he stuck up for me. And I really felt loved by my brother in that moment. Mm. And and uh, it, it's interesting when we think back and try to recall moments of feeling loved and even what they were maybe tied to. And I think sometimes it's easier to remember the, the um, negative stuff, the unloved stuff, more than you remember the loved stuff. Yeah, and well, that's important. I, I think that's a big thing to remember in your children's lives currently, too, mm -hmm. is maybe helping them journal some of the things that remind them of Go feeling Go back and loves, tell them right? what the real story that's was. That's right, yeah. that's right. But I think learning more about what God says about love is that I, I feel like over the years, God has been trying to move me. And, and sometimes I feel like by moving me, he's trying to push this stubborn, heavy truck that's stuck in a ditch, but he's wanting me to open my eyes to the benefits of loving his way and the gain of learning to love others well. But I can be so stuck and so focused on how well am I being loved? Mm, you know, you get yes. in that rut of just perceiving love the way you always have and, and defining love the way you always have and not really learning more about what his love can right. do for you and does in you. Right. Right. Exactly. So um, I, I just, I, I just finally let, I've, I've let him, I think I feel like I've let him finally move me out of that mindset at, by learning to love different with his agape unconditional love. And, and by doing that, I'm beginning to experience love in a whole new way that's not dependent on whether or not others are loving me like I think they should be loving me. Oh, right? that's so good. His yeah. agape love isn't dependent on others and the way I perceive them loving and me. And that a great thing? It comes it's freely so amazing. to you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think one of the things that you learn about love is that God wants you to love different than the world loves. Oh, yeah. And that he will require you to live different and act different. Yeah, in order to do that. That's right. right. Oh, 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 I just thought of um, something that happened recently. Um, let me tell this story because I think it, it's very relevant here. So <clears throat> I'm in 
the parking lot. It's raining. I have two of my grands in the back seat, and uh, I'm I'm getting ready to back out of the parking space. But before I do, there's some cars that are going past me to park uh, in the parking lot, and there's about three spaces to the right of me that are empty. But um, this last car kind of moves past me, and he's waiting for the cars in front of him so he can kind of continue down the parking lot. And so I've got enough room, so I begin to back the van out, and, and I'm, I'm probably about two-thirds out. And then I realize that the car that has just passed me, he's kind of stopped. But he's not only stopped, his rear uh, reverse lights are on, and I start realizing, oh, wait, this guy is trying to back up but he doesn't really have room to back up because I've already pulled out into the lot to go out. And, and so I'm considering, okay, what do I need to do? And then I realize, okay, well, I gotta get out of his way, so I gotta pull back in the space. And about that time, this guy revs his car up and backs up, reverses as close as, as he can get to me, as fast as he can. His arms are flailing, his window is down. You can tell he's cussing me out. I can't really hear what he's saying, but he's angry. And then he zooms into the, the parking space that was parallel to me, just about two spots down, because those, you know, the other ones are empty. And, and so as I'm pulling back in so that he has more room, He's pulled in and I can tell he's furious and I'm thinking, what is going on with this guy? But but I didn't realize that I was blocking him from trying to get into the space. You and were by, just no, I was just entering the to get out, right? Traffic. So so I mean I realized that, oh, I was kind of blocking the guy to get in. So I rolled down my the passenger side window so I can say something to him. And I said, Hey, listen, I am I'm really sorry. I didn't realize that I was blocking you and that you were trying to back up to get into the sparking the the parking space. I'm really sorry about that. And he his face just kind of drops and he looks at me and he goes, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. No, don't worry about it. And then I rolled back up my window and I pulled out of the spot and then I went out of that parking lot. And I will tell you, so as I pulled away from the parking lot, I felt this overwhelming sense of love and approval from God because I was able to respond in a very genuine way. I didn't mean to block the guy. It was a mature response and it wasn't a knee-jerk, reactional, emotional, over-the-top response that I could have launched into. Right. And been but, justified. Right. But, but I left there not even feeling offended by how mean this guy was being, but I actually left there feeling a little sorry for him because how guilty he's probably going to feel about what a jerk he'd been to me, right? Right. <laughs> so this was truly, I think, a great example of the persistence of God to help me get out out of that ditch or the way I kept perceiving love and being loved and learn the benefit of choosing to act different. This doesn't happen because of me and how great I am. This happened because of God working in me and right. through me. And mm -hmm. so by acting different, you're able at times to, to really reflect Christ to others. And they notice it because it's so different. It's so unexpected. You know, I'll guarantee you, right? Um, I think one of the things I would say about God's unconditional love is it's a love that reveals itself in very unexpected ways to other sure. people. People yes. don't expect it. That's and it right. gets their attention and you reflect Christ that way. Well, it's coming from the Holy Spirit right. that lives inside of us, that lives inside of you. And as you continue to deny your selfish, selfishness and yield to him, 
His love is available to throw th- right. flow through available you. Available to flow through you. So yeah. I'll guarantee you that, that when that guy saw me lower the passenger side window down on my car, man, he was expecting a fight and he was ready for it. And we could have had one. Sure. But he got the unexpected. And I was actually apologizing to him. He didn't deserve the apology, but he was given the unexpected. And I left on the high road. It felt good. And I didn't feel unloved one bit. I felt extremely loved. Look what I was able to diffuse, right? I mean, I, I felt like I was on a bomb squad and I had just successfully diffused a bomb that was about to go off. You did. And this is going to be incredibly successful in your marriage as well. I mean, how many bombs have you had that have gone off in your relationship and you were the one that, that threw the grenade or have, perhaps your, Return your, the grenade. Your, your spouse threw the first one and you just threw it back. So when you choose to love different, when you choose to love in an unexpected, undeserving, unconditional way, God will make sure you receive his approval. You'll know it. You're going to feel it. And it's like God's hand just comes down and just pats you on the back for sure and says, well done. And wow, you know, to love God's way, it is such an act of faith. And our faith pleases God. So it is a win. It's a total win. Yeah. So if you had reacted in an emotional way, just imagine how you would have been feeling when you left that parking lot. You'd have been ticked off. You'd have been mad, angry. And then dealing with the fact that your grandkids just witnessed Nanny (laughs) freaking out on some guy. (laughs) (laughs) There are consequences when you react negatively. And those consequences can have a ripple effect and carry on for the rest of your day. Oh gosh, I've had days like that. Man, woe to the next person that you run into or that inadvertently does something even... Uh, unintentionally right. incorrect because your emotions are all jacked up and and intense. Uh, and, and then you make the next bad emotional decision right. on your day goes from bad to worse. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a psychiatrist by the name of Carl Benzio. His organization is lighthousenetwork.org and they work with addictions. It's a Christian organization, but he has done a lot of study on decision-making and he talks about when emotions are high. That is the worst time to try and make a good decision because the emotions will distort your ability to think clearly and make a sound decision. If you think about it, it probably probably some of the stupidest things that we've done or dumbest decisions (laughs) that you've ever made happen when there was a lot of emotion going on. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And that is a really good piece of advice. Yeah, you got to get those emotions down so you can think clearly and respond the best way. That brings up a couple of good points too on in that God's unconditional love can be unexpected, but it can also be protective. Oh yeah. It can really influence the outcome and keep you from those hurtful words that you wish you could take back. So there's a lot of different ways that we can talk about um, that you can show or uh, your love to someone. You can show your love to someone just by your facial expressions, mm, yeah. your body language, the tone of your voice, how you respond to something uh, they say, your mindset or perspective towards someone. You know, we've got the five love language mm. languages of giving gifts, acts of service, encouraging words, quality time, physical touch. But as we talk about agape love, it's not based on performance, but it's based on the love that is given without conditions. Let's look at 1 John 4, 7 through 9. God is love. 
Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. See, there's a relationship with him connected to his love. Mm, Verse 8, anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. Love is a person. Mm. This is not natural for you as a human, but it is supernatural. It becomes available through your relationship with Christ. It's a sacrificial love, a servant love, and it can only come from God. Agape love is not a feeling, but it is God because God is love. It is a love that he pours into you because of your relationship with him. It's a love that is a personal expression of God, and our faith is revealed as we choose to love others Mm, this way. That's good. You'll reflect God. Remember, it's not natural. It is supernatural. Yeah. Let's take a look at 1 John 3, 23 and 24. Now, this is his command. Here's a command here. That we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps his commands remains in him and he in him. And the way we know that he remains in us is from the spirit he has given us. Wow. There. There's a lot in that scripture right there, but but look here at how his command ties faith and love together once again. His command is twofold here. Believe in Christ and love one another. Remember earlier we said to love God's way is an act of faith. It's a command to those who believe in Christ. So it's truly an act that is tied to our faith. If you're a believer, then you're expected to love others God's way, not Mm. your way, not the world's way. And as a believer, you have access to his agape love in order to pass it to others. And the scripture says, when we keep his commands, when we're obedient to what God tells us to do, there's unity with God. And the way we know that is from the spirit. Mm. Remember how I left that parking lot and I felt like the Holy Spirit really did affirm me. And I felt God's approval. Realize the power of God's love. God's love never fails. God's love will cause supernatural things to take place. God's love restores. God's love redeems. God's love saves. Man, I'm getting choked up just thinking about (laughs) it. And he wants you to experience that and the grace of it all and extend that grace as an act of love and compassion to others. Guys, it is so powerful. Yeah, so just imagine the impact. If you as a Christian would just learn to lean into agape love and begin loving others this way, it would change your marriage. It would change your family. It would change our cities, our states, our country, our world. God wants to restore your heart to a heart full of courageous and compassionate love. And through that, he can change your your nation. Wow. Yeah, right? Right. You have a lot of responsibility Mm. here to love different and live out faith, our faith. It takes bravery to push your pride aside and to decide that true love is not all about you, but it's all about him. Got to push you out of that ditch. That's right. God (laughs) is your father who created you and gives you your identity because of his love. And in John, in 1 John 3, 1, see what, see what great love the father has given us that we should be called God's children. 
and we are. Oh, that's so powerful. You are given eternal life also through his son, Jesus Christ, because of his love for you. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And the gosh, the Holy Spirit, the helper, He's also been given to walk with you through these testing times of faith and and will help you strengthen your faith faith and will help you endure and become Mm. perfect and complete. And in 1 John 2.15, it says, but whoever keeps his word truly in him, the love of God is made complete. This is how we know we are in him. Listen, there is so much to learn as you invest into your marriage, realize that your relationship with Christ allows you to receive his supernatural, unconditional love, and that God will begin to change the condition of your heart. God's love will be a powerful investment first into you and who you are, and then will flow through you to your spouse and to help your marriage transform from experiencing love based on performance to love based on faith. Guys, you have to receive God's love in order for it to flow through you. Mm. There is so much to learn. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. We want to pray us out as we finish up. Father God, we just come before you and we are overwhelmed with your love for us, your unconditional Mm. love. Lord, you don't love us based on our performance and we don't earn your love, but Lord, you give your love freely to us. Father, you want us to fill up with your love, receive that love so that we can pass this love on to others. Lord, you command us to do this. So Father, we thank you for revealing these things to us. We thank you for helping us to learn more about your love. Help us to press into these things. Help us to learn more and begin to apply it into our relationships, first into our marriage and then to relationships with others, to love in unexpected ways, to experience the love that protects us and protects our relationship. Father, we thank you that you invite us into a relationship with you so that we can have access to this powerful, unconditional agape love. Lord, we thank you for today. We pray um, safety and protection and that you would fill each of these listeners, Lord, with your unfailing love and that they would see, because of your love, supernatural things begin Mm. to take place in their lives and in their marriages. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. We hope you have an awesome week and we will look forward to meeting Meeting with you again very soon. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, we ask that you would leave a review. You don't need to write anything, just tap the stars. It'll help us reach other couples. If you don't already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 2B1Life. It'd be a blessing to have you join our community as we walk in faith together through life in this epic and heroic journey. Thanks for listening.